0: From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great, 2 o'clock every Saturday afternoon on FM 98.5 AM 680. WPTF, Dave Alexander, along with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, our regular team here. And yes, this is a live show. Go ahead and participate if you don't mind. 919 860 Eight three. Stephen Clip is on uh, the line with us. How you doing, Stephen? Good. He is the house whisperer, and Stephen, I've got some specific questions for you because we sh- my wife and I just approved ourselves each other for the purchase of a new house. Is that right? Oh yeah, oh. we're we're. I mean, we haven't sold the old one.
1: Yeah, that's normally step one.
0: We just want to move out of Fuquay because you're not allowed to turn left. In Fu- <laughs> I mean, you theoretically can. It's not illegal, but you can't do it. Um, but, Stephen, you do some work for people who are lo- shopping for houses, don't you?
2: I do a lot of work for people who are shopping for
0: houses. What can you do?
2: Well, I, before you make an offer on the house, I look at the house and basically tell you if it's a good house or not.
0: Right. What is a good house?
2: Well, I looked at one this week uh, for a couple, and it's like, oh, we have to buy this house. It's it's the only one for sale in the neighborhood we want. Right. So I looked at it, and it was a fairly, I would call it an exciting house. But this couple were planning on spending uh, quite a bit of money to upgrade into a very nice house. Yeah. And in this case, uh, they couldn't accomplish it with that house. The the limitations that the house held right were, were too great. You could not take, in this case, a, a $700,000 house and make it into a $900,000 house. It was... Kind of, it was an interesting study, but yeah. no matter what you did to that house, you weren't going to move the top price that it could sell for.
0: What was it? A floor space issue?
2: Uh, it was a basic character issue, yeah. a land issue, and a uh, and a location issue, right? Where because of what it was. And because of the market right now, it was just selling for the top dollar that you could possibly get for that house in that neighborhood.
0: People are getting a little crazy, Stephen. I'm hearing even in my own neighborhood, people who have the house up for 24 hours and have five serious offers.
2: Oh, absolutely. It is definitely a buyer's market. I mean, sorry, a seller's market. Right. Up until you hit about... Uh, 800,000 or above the thing is and I think a lot of people are going to get hurt uh, is that they're buying right now at the most that house can sell for and in a couple of years it's not going to be such a seller's market and some houses they're overlooking
0: the deficits of the house
1: Right. Well, people are
0: people are actually buying without walking through the home.
1: Well, and, and we run into this all the time. You know, we have a lot of customers that bring us out to to insulate the attic space so they can finish it and turn it into living space. Yeah. Right? Well, it, it's a math game, okay? Mm-hmm. You, A, have to find out what the square footage of the house is, Right. whether or not that's already the biggest house in the neighborhood, because you don't want to be the biggest house in the neighborhood. Okay? No? No, you don't. Okay. Uh, That you want to be the the middle house or even the smallest house as those, the other houses rise in value, okay? They get sold per square foot. Some of these houses, 180, 190, 210. Uh, So if you're finishing off an attic space and you're adding 1,000 square feet to the size of the house, well, now you're the biggest house in the neighborhood. Uh, You might not get the return you were looking for. There's a lot of variables that go into this. There are, and these are the
2: things I look at up front. Right. Uh, but there's another more intrinsic one. In any neighborhood, in any price point, there are some really good houses, and there are some really bad houses. And you can't tell by square footage. You can't tell by the, the room. It's just an overall feeling. I was in a house uh, yesterday, that was well over a million dollars, and wow. it is a bad house.
0: In what way?
2: Uh, the living room and dining room felt cramped. Right. The How you proceeded from the foyer into the living room really had a, a small, tight feel to it. Uh, it didn't capture the best views on the lot. Right. And so it had all the pieces there. Uh, But, boy, if you had the choice of 10 houses, or if you had the choice of three houses, you would never pick that house. Right, And so you can buy it, but when you go to sell it later on, you discover uh, (laughs) you can't sell it.
0: Well, how about all those people who say, Stephen... Okay, I'm going to buy it, but you know I'm going to set aside some money, and we're going to fix this thing and that thing, and maybe erase those problems you just identified.
2: That's why I suggest you get me or someone like me to go in there before you make an offer on the house to tell you whether that's possible.
0: Right. We're talking to the house whisperer, Stephen Clip of StephenClipArchitecture.com. Sorry, Stephen, I I interrupted you rudely. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, because there are houses that can't be fixed. Right. Uh, there, and there are houses that it is very simple to fix. I've been in situations, one of the other major problems with the house I was in yesterday, and this is actually a house under construction, Yeah, is that if they just straighten the hallway from the uh, garage door to the kitchen, the house would feel much better, right? But they've taken you on a maze to get to you know from the garage to the kitchen.
1: Yeah, yeah. People and today want an open house; they want an open feeling to it. Especially if you're going to spend that kind of money, and if you're having to go in and knock down walls, the mm-hmm. widen hallways. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're talking about an exorbitant amount of money. By the time you're done making it that nice, open feel house, uh, you you've can. probably spent more money than the house is worth.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and, Brock, the, the whole thing there is that uh, sometimes it's very easy. You know, knocking down walls actually is not a big deal. Most of your money is spent on finishes. That's right. And if you're going to be redoing the finishes anyway, right. if you're going to be putting in new floors, new paint, uh, you know, new kitchen, right? Uh, knocking down the walls is, is a minor cost.
1: Can be, unless it's full of electrical or load-bearing, then, yeah, you unless run into issues.
2: Even right. load-bearing is not a big deal. Uh, the, the worst wall out there costs about
0: $5,000 to take out.
1: Wow. Well, that's still, I mean— It's a big that, deal to me. it's, it's a, five it's grand a, right there.
0: It, it's a, big, a very big deal to me. But, again, on the other side, if you've managed to create a house that works for you, you've saved yourself the money that you didn't put into buying a home from the 400s or 500s or whatever.
1: That's right.
0: I think everybody, every middle class person drives around the triangle and takes a look at signs, not the houses, signs that say houses from the 450s. Yeah. (laughs) And they just shake their heads and say, 450s. For a house, by the way, they're all on postage stamp lots. Right. Right. Right.
2: One of the best advantages to buying an existing house is often you get a bigger lot with mature landscaping. Right. And it's much easier to trim the bushes and cut down a few trees than it is to landscape a a blank uh, lot.
1: Yeah. Very true.
0: There are these neighborhoods... You know, a brand-new neighborhood, five years old, Mm -hmm. and it looks like there's—nobody said it— Nobody thought of planting any trees. <laughs> Nobody thought of leaving any trees.
1: Yeah, the bushes are all very small. It's just it's kind of kind of depressed. I, I like mature lots. Yes, I like, I like homes that yeah. have been there for a while. You can go in there and make it your own. That have big, beautiful trees outside. Now, that's just my preference. I mean, there are some people yeah, that like the being in whole those. whole
2: thing is, so- sorry, the whole thing is, when you're buying the house you have to take into account what it's going to cost to make it into the house that you want.
0: Right. So
2: when you buy the new house, it's all there. Uh, when you're buying the existing house, and you say, I want to take out this wall, and I want to change the flooring, and I want to do a new kitchen. Yeah. Uh, you have to look at the total cost and compare that to the total cost of this new house.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I saw an open... I saw a house online, theoretically open floor plan. You could theoretically, the living room, the dining room, it's all open to the sort of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I say sort of the kitchen, Stephen, because they had it so you could pass a plate or lean down and look underneath the cupboards. Uh They had these hanging cupboards that blocked everything
2: that was the old way yeah
0: was it yeah
1: yeah the yeah. family window so the, so you can see out of the kitchen to your kids you know playing around you in can, the living room yeah uh,
0: by bending down
1: by yeah that's right
2: it's actually a twofold thing. the first thing we do on any house like that yeah. is we go and we take out the upper cabinet Amen. between the kitchen and dining area or the kitchen and family room right uh, I'll tell you what's going to happen though is that the new house is being built are very open. Right. You walk in the front door, and you can see everything, including the whole kitchen. Yeah. Uh, People are going to rebel against that soon. There are a significant number of of women I talk to who do not want their kitchen to be seen from the front door. Yeah. They do not want you to walk in and see the pots in their sink. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so basically, Stephen, these are people who do not want to do dishes. Well, they don't want to have to do dishes <laughs> as
2: soon as they finish eating.
0: Yeah. Or, yep.
2: you know, sometimes you like to relax after dinner.
0: I get it. I get it. All right, let's open up the phone lines. Next caller with a question for Stephen, or even for Brock, or even for myself. Go ahead and call up right now at 919 860 9783 919 860 9783. We'll give you a gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Call us now at 919 860 9783 at Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great. FM ninety five AM680 WPTF. Telephone number is 919 9783 Are they really working the day before Easter? Yes. Yeah. Brock and Dave are working, Is Stephen Clip also working. He is the House Whisperer of Stephen Clip Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barriers here. And Brock, I gotta I, I gotta ask you. Are there some – because you're an expert on this insulation, okay? You can save me some money on energy costs. Sure. Is, there, is there some small way I can do this?
1: Small way, yeah. Actually, there's there's a few. Um So, you know, depending on the square footage of your house, insulation can come at a low cost or a high cost. You know, most of the time they charge uh, per square foot installed. But there are some minor things that you can do. Okay. So, for example, we get a lot of customers that reach out to us that have – their house is five years old. You know, Mm -hmm. the insulation up in the attic is 14 inches thick. Because it was blown in just a few years ago. Yeah. But they're still getting high utility costs. And they're trying to figure out, you know, what can we do here uh, to fix this problem? So we've talked about it briefly on the show before. But your, your attic is ventilated. Your house is pressurized. Right? Okay. That's the reason you want a good seal around your windows and doors. You don't want there to be a lot of air movement in the house unless right. it's uh, the HVAC that's moving the air around. Yeah. Well, your attic, 24 hours a day seven days a week, is pulling air from the living space into the attic space. Yeah. Does that through your can lights, you know, the ceiling fan, any uh, plumbing that you have running through the attic. There's a hole in the drywall and it comes down to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Your attic is drawing air from the living space into the attic. The biggest hole you have in the ceiling for most customers is the pull-down ladder, you know, the access to get into the attic space. Okay. Well, believe it or not, a lot of customers, the attic pull-down is in their hallway, right? You're right. The thermostat is in the same hallway. Yeah. Those thermostats don't know the temperature of the rooms around the thermostat. I know It that. only knows the temperature of that hallway. Right. And you got, got it right under a big uninsulated hole in the ceiling. Yeah. So an attic door cover. They make these zipper door covers. They staple into the inside of the frame. Mm -hmm. You still pull the ladder down like you normally would, but you unzip it to get up into the attic. We've had customers that have seen 10% impacts on their utility bill because the thermostat was in the hallway right underneath the attic entrance, and we sealed up the entrance, made it where it was no longer drawing air. Air sealing your attic is another good cheap thing to do. Go around those can lights, go around those ceiling fans and yeah. plumbing, and seal up around it with foam. Seal the area that the attic is drawing air from. These are cheap things. I mean, air sealing is normally about 22 to 25 cents a square foot, $250 to do a thousand square foot area. Those zipper door covers are typically less than a couple of hundred dollars to right. have put in. So these are cheap things that you can do to help the overall efficiency of your home, uh, along with making sure that the the trim on the windows and doors are doing a good job.
0: Stephen, do you often get into discussions of heating the house or HVAC?
2: Absolutely.
0: In in what way?
2: Before I get into that, I want to pass on something to Brock. Sure. Uh, I was listening to the show last weekend, and you addressed the exact (laughs) problem issue that my girlfriend had. Is that right? And she bought a, she actually bought a house in 1800 up in Hillsboro. Wow. Okay. And is uh, there's some issue with uh, moisture in the attic and an issue with, you know, and questions about the crawl space. And she hasn't done it yet, but my answer to her is, call Brock. <laughs> Amen. and get them over there.
1: Yeah, hey. moisture in um, attic is a unique problem. You normally don't run into a lot of moisture issues in attics, just because the it's well, so I hot. I don't what
2: the issue is here. Is that they've got some ridge vents, but they don't have soffit vents. Soffit vents, yep. And also, I have a suspicion that the attic, the bath fan, is just vented into the attic.
1: I see that a lot too, unfortunately. And mine, between mine those is,
2: two things, any moisture that gets into the attic stays.
1: That's absolutely right, and those are cheap fixes. I mean, those are easy things yeah. to correct. In my
0: house, we discovered from the upstairs bathroom, mm-hmm. the vent fan goes into this nice black, you know, tube, right? That's right. Uh, uh, which, which does not, and then it just goes to the fo- soffit. Uh huh. It's just. You know it's supposed to drain, but it's actually hung poorly, or was hung poorly, mm-hmm. and it sagged with a whole bunch of water.
2: Yes, with a whole bunch of
1: water. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we see that all the time, and, and honestly, we run into that issue even in duct work. Okay. Really. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we in crawl spaces, if it wasn't sealed to the subfloor properly, right? Okay, and you're cranking your air conditioner on a on a hot summer day. Well, you're getting cold air leaking out in the crawl space, which is warm and humid. Right. And now you get condensation in the duck. So my guys will actually crawl through a crawl space, bump a duck with their shoulder, and you can hear water sloshing around (laughs) in there. That's right. And then the customer's like, well, I got a musty smell in my house. Well, you got water in your duck work. So I'd say that's probably step one. We should remove that run, make sure to put a new (laughs) one on there, and get it sealed up properly to eliminate this from happening again. Wow.
0: Stephen, what else can you tell me about some uh, new houses? You know, are, are you discovering that there are good floor plans? Because you know something, they're they're taking that one floor plan, and they're making 15 houses, beating, 30 in the...
1: beating it to death, are to they?
2: Death. Sure, sure. And, and actually, I've discovered a lot of them are pretty good. Really? I think especially the uh, bigger, more professional uh big, you know, big builders, right. uh, are using some good floor plans now. Right. And they they actually, you know, they've had a lot of research in developing them. Uh, the thing that they don't do is anything special. Or they take it, opportunities to do something special. Fred just uh, bought a house from one of these people and, Boy, if they'd move the screen porch from the back to the side,
1: yep, yep,
2: there was just a terrific view out there, and you know, so they don't recognize that, right? They don't recognize that, hey, this is a unit where this is a house where you can put another window on the side, say, and capture this this view that's really good, right? Oh. Uh, what the developer is trying to do is to every window he can eliminate, you know, is $500.
1: That's right. Right.
0: So, Stephen, Steven, I've got to stop you there because our news yeah. fellow really wants to talk about what's going on in the world. We are on Making Your Home Great with the house whisperer Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Making your home great every Saturday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon to 3 o'clock. Today with the House Whisperer, Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Scott in Raleigh, who is our winner. Scott, congratulations. Well, thank you. What is your question? Well, it's mostly directed to Mr. Clip, but
2: I, you were talking near the beginning of the program about home improvements, and some people are
3: looking to get the value back out. We're trying to see if we can't find an engineer first that would help us understand the cost and what's all involved with the kinds of improvements we'd like to do. We're probably proposing to spend more money than would come back out if we were to sell the house, but it's more important to us for our
2: lifestyle in the house than necessarily recouping our costs. Now if we get partial like if we spend a hundred thousand and we get an
3: eighty thousand dollar upgrade to the house, that would be fine. But we're looking more for the kind of improvements that would benefit us because we're at a great location. We like the, the position of the house in the neighborhood and we just want to make the house more of our dream house than what we've got. So we're an engineer to help you know, well, find out what this kind of process is and, and what you know how to break it down and, and budget for the cost over time maybe do it all at once maybe do it uh, in segments you know what have you
2: oh, okay Scott the the answer is that's not an engineer uh, that's me
1: yeah he, yeah, he ar- architect he is. needs an architect yeah
2: and the first step is a consult. Where I meet you and your wife at, at your house, and you tell me, you know, what you're trying to achieve, uh, what your issues are. And what, my goal is to give you the full range of what you can do, from very simple things and low-cost things to what is the wow? What could you do that just transforms this house? And well, also... We've, we've got some specific goals in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our house, we don't have on the plans. The developer used our plans... That doesn't matter. ...to the neighborhood. But we're looking to specific upgrades. A couple of our neighbors did to the same plans, Maybe a little bit different than what they did and what have you. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't need the plans at all. The... Uh, what it But... What I do is I talk to you about the the steps you can take and the things you can do to meet the goals you're trying to achieve and the steps, how you can phase that over time, uh, how you can evaluate what are the most valuable things and the things that will make you feel the best. And it's really a very interesting and even fun couple of hours. Uh, at the end of which, you've got a lot of information. And sometimes people do that and they call me two years later and say, okay, now I'm ready to redo that kitchen or, you know, whatever it was. The other thing I talked to you about is the return on investment. And, you know, some things, as you said, there are very few things that will get you a 100% return directly. So I always advise people, if you're going to do something, do something five years before you sell the house. Yeah. You know, get your own enjoyment out of it. And then you get residual value. Some things actually pay more than 100%. Uh, One house I'm working with in an older neighborhood and a split-level house, because we're reinventing the front of the house, they are going to get more than 100% return on their investment. Hmm. and that's always deep. Whenever that can happen, it is just a
0: really great thing. All right,
3: Scott. Can... Our, our kitchen upgrades, and bathroom upgrades, we know those are going to be like that, you know, greater yeah. than what we put in. But there's other things that, like you were talking about, increased square footage, stuff like that. They're not so much going to be um, because of the, the comps in our neighborhood stuff. It, you're only going to get a fraction of what you put into it. But we're still looking at lifestyle changes. So a consult like
2: that would run someone about
1: how much? Well, it's $95. Oh, I'd say that's worth it. it. Very
2: affordable. Yeah. It's very affordable and meant to be because this is just a nice conversation to have.
0: All right, Scott, listen, let let me ask you a question. We have your information because you're the winner of the $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar & Grill. Would it be okay if we shared that with Stephen Clip? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to go ahead and do that. We're going to do this behind the scenes. We have the winner's uh, form. Let me just tell you that you won a $25 gift certificate to High Park Barn Grill, the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials, including chicken, prime rib, and Fridays, the special $6 burgers. Indoor and outdoor seating available. Congratulations, Scott. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, let's do this. Let's go ahead and offer up the next caller with a question, either for Stephen or for Brock, at Making Your Home Great, a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar & Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Call right now at 919 919- Eight six zero nine seven eight three. And by the way, Scott uh, can just go to StephenClipArchitecture.com. Am I correct on this, Stephen? Yes. Yeah. All right. And the website, You ju- the only fancy thing you need to know is that Stephen is a Stephen with a V in his name. Yes, sir? Yes. Yeah. And, and Clip, Clip has two Ps. Other than the that? By you
2: finish typing that. Yes. I'm the only Stephen Clip in the country, so yes.
0: you end up with me. Very Ooh. good. Stephen Clip, you know, it's not complicated. He's an architect, and it's StephenClipArchitecture.com. Let me ask you, Stephen, what would be a really good upgrade that gets me maybe not 100% of improvement, but, you know, I want to re I want to get my money back on it.
2: Well, the house I just mentioned, yeah they, they wanted to put a carport onto the house. Yeah. And I figured out a way to put the carport on in such a way that it changes the character of the house and somewhat conceals the fact that it is a split level. Uh, and basically gives it a more contemporary more uh, modern feel right and that is going to return over a hundred percent if you hmm. can figure out how to get more than one benefit from a you know from an action right like this carport I added not only did it give them the carport they wanted right but it also dressed up the front of the house and improved the resale value
1: yeah, these, these standard carports, you know, yes. you drive some, through some of these older neighborhoods. They, it's the metal frame, flat roof, yep. it's bright white. It just kind of stands out a little bit like a sore thumb. If you can modify that a little bit, you know, doctor it up, make it a little lot, uh, nicer. It's, yeah. it, it has the appearance of being a much more expensive option as opposed to that just real traditional carport. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah it, it definitely improves the curb appeal. And the and, benefit—
2: Ross, You've mentioned it before. Yeah. the A whole lot of additions are just are clumsy.
1: Yes, they are.
2: And you, if you can do it so that it looks like it was meant to be— Right, like it was there to begin with. Uh, I think that not that does improve your resale value. Also makes you feel more proud of your house. You've got
1: this great looking house. That's right, right. and and you know there's there's a lot of people out there that buy these homes that were well, let's say they're um, 1965. Yeah, right. And it's, um, I don't know, a 1,400-square-foot ranch house. And their plan when they bought it is to put a 600-square-foot addition on the back of the house. Yeah. Well, it sounds great, right? They haven't made the brick that was used in the original house in yes, 20 years. Yes, yes, so they end up having to wrap it with a, a vinyl siding. Yep, and there's no other vinyl siding on that house. Amen. So when there's somebody like me that walks around the back, I immediately go, "Oh, this is an addition." Like I know that because yes. I, I I I see how they did stuff like that. So those are also questions that Stephen is able to answer before you make that purchase. Is, well, do they even make this brick anymore? If we were to do an addition, can we do it in a way that nobody would ever know that's the case? Uh, A lot of variables there.
2: Brock, I'll tell you, there's even a more basic thing to what you just said. That they bought a 1,400-square-foot house and want to add 600 square feet to the back of the house. Yeah. Uh, What if there's a way to add that 600 square feet, but... makes the house look like a bigger more expensive house I mean quite if you're going to yeah. add it to the back of the house is it possible to add it to the front of the house and now get something that is just more impressive
1: that's right or build up. I mean, I've, I've had customers that have cut half the roof off. Really? Now, you've seen these split-level houses through neighborhoods. A lot of them, they're brick at the base. Yeah. And then the split-level that might go up over the garage for that yeah. bonus room actually has siding on it. Okay. That's a pretty common thing. Well, that ties in a lot better than if you have a room on the back of the house that's wrapped in siding that kind right. of stands out.
0: <laughs> well, we've got a house like that in... My area, I drive by it, and they did have the brick, Mm -hmm. right? Brick on the original house, and then they've created another addition. It's obvious to me that it's an addition, in part because, no, there's no brick there. Right. And it's a different color, Uh and it's a U-shaped house now. It is like a horseshoe.
1: It's a horseshoe house.
0: It's a horseshoe because there was nowhere else to build except parallel to the original house. Yeah. And I disagree with that. Yeah.
2: I could find five different ways to, to add on to that house. Right. And it, the problem is, a whole lot of the time, you're going to contractors rather than architects. Right. And a contractor knows how to build. Sure, I can add 600 square feet to that house. <laughs> yep. But... Understanding what the, the final effect is is not something that they're trained to do.
0: Yeah.
1: But when you go to sell that house, right, and those yeah. buyers are walking through, yeah. and you know, the guy is asking questions about the roof and the foundation mm-hmm. and the plumbing, right. yeah. and his wife walks around the corner and says, Yeah, I don't like the way this flows. This doesn't feel right to me they're going to turn around and walk right back out of that house. Go look for the next one. Sure. Okay, well, I've been doing this a long time. The woman buys the house. Yeah? She does. The guy has some input, but if she doesn't (laughs) like the house, it's not getting purchased. And if the flow doesn't work right, if it just does not make sense when you're walking through, if they don't like the way the kitchen's designed, uh, you're not going to sell it to that couple.
2: Well, it's more so when you understand that, Maybe not now. We're in a very unusual market. Right. Home sales market right now. But usually what you do is you identify five houses. Yeah. That could all work for you, that all, you know, in the right price range, all have the things that you want. Yep. And then you select the, the, the one you like best. Right. Uh, you want to be you want your house to be that one. So you want anything you can do to make it feel the best of any of these houses. Any of the anything you can do that make it seem the most luxurious for the cost yeah. of any of these houses. And I'm not talking about putting in the ten thousand dollar stove. That's tertiary to just simply how does it feel when you walk in the front door.
1: That's right. Stephen,
2: by the way, half the houses are uh, eliminated from consideration by the time you walk in the front door.
1: Yeah, the curb appeal and the and the, the first reaction you get when you walk through that front door.
0: Well, when you see a sea of vinyl, yeah. this whole <laughs> linoleum, it wood, goes forever. Wood
1: paneling on all the walls. Wood or, paneling. Yeah.
0: This is, I'm actually, I have a real estate page open right now, and I just spotted a house. Yes, it's a sea of linoleum. Yeah, <laughs> far as you can see, which is at the right price, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm fine with it too because I can pull it up. Not to rip it out yeah. and do
2: your thing.
0: What's your opinion, Stephen, on uh, luxury vinyl?
2: Uh, it doesn't. It's got its place if yeah. you're at the beach in yep. a rental condo. Yeah uh I if I would have hardwood in my house, I know I would have finished you know in in the house hardwood, right? Uh, the engineered hardwood looks can look good, but it always seems a little bit more plastic, a little bit less soft and uh, homey than the stuff that's finished in the house.
0: If you question at all whether Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture is a fan of wood. <laughs>
1: Go to his genuine, website. <laughs> genuine
0: real wood. I mean you got exposed beams. Absolutely. Uh, you got wood in between the trusses. I mean I'm the
2: doing I'm doing one house right now and this isn't a big house. It's actually only it's about two thousand square feet. Yeah. And but it is, specifically I'm doing it because the owners love wood. Yeah. And how can we really bring out the character of wood in this house? And also they like big windows. Right. So real genuine wood and big windows and a massive stone fireplace. Whew. And so I'm, I'm doing some cool houses right now. Good for are you. Surprisingly not big, but really special.
0: Excellent. That's Stephen Clipp. He is the house whisperer. If you'd like to whisper, if you'd like him to whisper in your ear what is good or not good about your house, go to stephenclipparchitecture.com And what is the telephone number, Stephen? 919-929-7838. Yeah.
2: 7838.
0: And he will walk through a house with you. Let's open this up again. You've got a chance to get a gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Ask Stephen a question, or even Brock a question about uh, uh, about anything that you know Brock is into.
1: I'm into just about everything. (laughs)
0: He's into just about well, yeah. But you're with Triangle Radiant Barrier. You know, if you've got a question about insulating to save money on your heating bills. Or if you're concerned about water underneath your house,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he, if, if anybody has ever said the word mold near your foundation, yeah. they, they don't have to find it. They just say it. You probably should call Brock right now, 919 860 on Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5, AM six eighty WPTF. This is making your home great. Today on the show we've got Stephen Clip, the House Whisperer, and of course Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and James in Raleigh is the winner. How you doing, James? Good to have you on the phone, James. Hi.
3: Hey. Hey. A question about uh, insulating the underside of a roof.
0: Let's do it. And
2: uh, a lot of. Friends, uh, friends of mine had them when they bought new houses. Had that foam put on the underside of it, and I said, "Well, how are you gonna know if you ever got a leak?" Of course, that
1: when the roof slides off, when the roof slides off. (laughs) So, your question is, how do you find a leak if you have spray foam underneath the rafters? That's right. Okay, so most of the time, uh, you end up getting a roof leak. That water is going to travel between the foam and the roof deck down to your soffits. we've all probably walked around the outside of houses and found rotted out soffits yeah most of the time that's due to a roof leak that water is traveling down the trusses to the soffits causes water damage at the soffit right um with any insulation you put on the rafters tracking roof leaks does uh uh, prove to be a little difficult Uh, i love the way the guys over at roofworks do it Uh, i had mentioned on the show a few weeks back that We had a mutual customer that had a roof leak, and I didn't even know that he had uh, RoofWorks out there. Yeah. But he had mentioned, well, my roofing company came out and they found the leak. And I said, oh, well, who's your roofing company? They said, oh, it's RoofWorks. Yeah. I said, oh, I work with those guys. You know, how did they do it? Well, they got up there with a garden hose and watered the roof for an hour (laughs) until they found exactly where that leak was. Right. Um, you know, when you're putting insulation up on the rafters, it does a great job of cooling off the attic. But uh, I tell my customers this every time. If your roof is older than 10 years old, it's probably not the right time to insulate underneath the rafters. (laughs) Uh, If your roof is younger than 10 years old, uh, it's not so bad. James,
0: congratulations. You have won a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner. Everybody, let me finish. Uh, they've got fried <laughs> chicken, prime rib, and $6 burgers on Fridays, indoor and outdoor. Seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Congratulations, James. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward. Stephen clip the house whisperer. We've just got a couple of minutes. Um, what do you want to tell folks in the last little bit?
2: Well, i I've seen an interesting trend. Yeah. Uh, this week I had two consults, and these were couples in their 60s and 70s, early 70s
0: yeah.
2: uh, who've been dating for years, and they've made a decision, probably mm. spurred on by COVID, uh, to moving together. Yes. And to combine households. So a lot of my work is reimagining houses. Right. You know, uh, and taking the tired house and reimagining it. So now this is how do you reimagine that house for two people? Right. And how do you preserve the one person who's lived there for 25 years and has all these memories, and a new person who's coming in? And not only do they have their needs, like an office and usually it's a new master bedroom and bath or just rejuvenating and upgrading the master bedroom and bath. Right. But also how do you make it their home as opposed to the house that, you know, their new, new partner, uh, shared with their, you know, often their, you know, their their dad or divorced spouse. Oh yeah. And so this is reinventing home. Uh, and, really fascinating at times and how do you do that and strike strike the right mix
0: right if you want your home reimagined or if you're thinking of buying or selling pick up the phone and call the the house whisperer Stephen clip steven what is your website again
2: Stephen clip architecture
0: all right steven okay. is with a v and clip is with two p's Stephen Clip, the house whisperer. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, how do we get in touch with you?
1: Well, you can go to TriangleRadiantBarrier.com or give our office a call at 919-986-8808. All right. That's TriangleRadiantBarrier.com.
0: Go to either website and you'll, you'll see some excellent work. Next week, we are going to be on with Rhonda Benvy Plummer. Help me, Rhonda, and Brock at the home show at the State Fairgrounds. I'll see
2: you there.